Okay, welcome to episode, I think this is like five. Um, so we're on all sorts of platforms, and I think I wanted to talk to you, but I'm pretty sure a schedule works. We can record around this time on Tuesdays and Thursdays for a post-week like review and then a week preview if that works for you. Um, and we yeah. can we can figure that out, you know, then. But uh, I think around this time works best. But I wanted to talk about, there's a lot I wanted to talk about. So first off, how about those Jets? I mean, it was a little, it was a little different, right? Joe Flacco, but still. I mean, I feel like that kind of shows that um, it, Sam Darnold might be a little bit of a dead weight for them because Joe Flacco went out with the same players and led the uh, Good the Jets' offense to what the heck? But if you want to write essays, that is <laughs> that was the NFL website. Um, but did you did you watch that game or watch the highlights? I didn't watch the highlights. I didn't watch too much of the game. I watched a little bit, but it surprised me. I mean, they just did lose. They the Patriots did come back and come to win that game, but it was surprising to see the Jets hold their ground against the Patriots. So yeah, yeah, and as I as I said, you know, Joe Flacco played a little bit differently um, than Sam Darnold did, obviously leading them to twenty seven points. But Cam Newton also had a nice comeback. Um, and I feel like that kind of, you know, 13 points and I mean, I mean, why, why not? Right. Uh, Joe Flacco has got to be your starter. And I feel like that was Cam Newton showing that was him fighting for his starting spot, um, on, on that Patriots team. Yeah. Uh, now phew, those saints 38 to three against the goat. It was the worst loss Tom Brady has ever taken in his 21 seasons of the league. So I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I could have played better than Tom Brady that night. Probably not. <laughs> um, the Saints do have a good defense, but Drew Brees looked looked very comfortable playing there, and and Taysom Hill uh, definitely played well. Also, um, being, you know, the, the Swiss Army knife. So, I feel like Sean Payton kind of kind of figured out their, they, he kind of found their groove and that team kind of kind of worked it out against a pretty good Buccaneers team. Um, do, you have any, do you have any thoughts on that game? Um, this is, we all knew the Saints offense is pretty good. I mean, they're overlooked compared to the Buccaneers offense because it's been getting hyped up all season, especially with the um, adding of Antonio Brown in his first game this night. Um, he did all right. I think the Saints defense played really good in the secondary and the pass rush. And the Buccaneers defense, I don't know what happened. They collapsed under the Saints offense. Uh, I wouldn't completely blame it, though on that Buccaneers defense. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, threw for 209 yards, uh, no touchdowns, of course. Um, and that field goal came pretty early in the game, but Tom Brady still wound up throwing three interceptions, which is 
the, the Saints are the only team to pick off Tom Brady more than twice, as in week one. They intercepted him uh, twice. But also, you know, he's, he scored two touchdowns and um, even had a, a rushing touchdown. But he, he threw for about 239 yards in that game as well. The Saints' defense has been holding um, Tom Brady down. The Saints um, and, and Green Bay, uh, with the exception of Carolina in Week 2, are the only teams to hold Tom Brady to under 240 yards. Um, against the Chargers, putting up 370 um, it's just the, those two superior defenses, right? Definitely putting up good numbers. Um, now, Justin Herbert did leave the game um, in the fourth quarter, but wound up wound up coming back, and he was cleared from uh, questionable, and, and he's he's healthy now. Um, and he is definitely a Rookie of the Year candidate. Him and Joe Burrow are kind of fighting over it, but I feel like at this point, Justin Herbert has definitely proved himself worthy, um, throwing for 300 yards in all but three games against Tampa Bay with 290 yards, uh, Denver 278, and uh, against New Orleans with 264, and has thrown no more than two interceptions um, in any game except for Week 8 against Denver, and throws, I mean, he's thrown more than, or three or more touchdowns in four of his seven seven games, and he didn't even start Week 1. I feel like he's definitely an MVP, or not MVP, but Rookie of the Year candidate, um, and maybe even Offensive Player of the Year, um, with, you know, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and, and Dalvin Cook all in that race. What do you think about that? I don't know, but I don't think the Offensive Player of the Year, but I think Rookie of the Year, that could, he could definitely get that award. I mean, there's a bunch of good rookies. I mean, everyone usually pays attention to like quarterbacks more than the wide receivers, running backs, stuff like that. But, um, yeah. And next week we have an interesting matchup against two rookie quarterbacks, which we'll talk about Thursday. Yes, Thursday will be our uh, week preview, and this is this is kind of just a recap. So, I did want to go over a couple football games. Um, obviously, we went over the Jets game, and uh, we went over the Buccaneers Saints game, but and I don't really want to talk about it, but because I'm a little sore, but. Uh, Kyle Allen breaking his leg very similarly in field position to how Alex Smith did just two years ago and how, um, oh geez, I'm blanking, but, uh, geez, um, Joe Theismann did, sorry. Um, and so, so Kyle Allen dislocated his ankle. So while that seems like he's maybe out for the season, he might be able to make a recovery. Um, I know we're hitting the back half, but maybe in the, you know, week 16s and week 17 matchups. Um, Alex Smith will most likely be under center, um, played pretty well, obviously his, 
first he's played his first four quarters um though he didn't play them all this week but um there's there's that he played pretty well uh and i want you to talk about this um because i'm i'm just kind of impressed by the carolina performance against kansas city well now that they got christian mccaffrey back they have another weapon to add to that offense which is already looking pretty good um christian mccaffrey i'm not exactly sure how many yards he got i know he got a lot of receiving yards he got like two touchdowns oh he had a great day uh just two or three just so just so it's for the record and i want to point it out now um he could be considered injury prone too because he's he's definitely gotten hurt a little bit but uh he's played very well um just for three weeks and and after being out for six but he had 18 carries 69 yards and a touchdown and um 10 catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. So so he walked out with two touchdowns. Um, and he injured his shoulder, though. So so that could be something to watch out for. But he so, did not he, produce yards like that. He didn't produce that much yards, but touchdowns. I mean, any fantasy holder who's kept Christian McCaffrey through that long injury... He's happy to see him back and playing good. Yeah. Um, now, I did also, um, if there are any games you wanted to go over to, you could chip in or any players. Uh, Justin Herbert coming off of a, a close game against Las Vegas. Um, now, we do know that Big Ben did walk out of the game, but still, before he left, Dallas had held him to two fourth. They'd had four two fourth down stops, and uh, walked out of that game nineteen to twenty four against Pittsburgh, um, who you know walked in with a, a backup quarterback who did wind up leading them to the win um, eventually, but it was something to see um you know just just how how it went down i think ben roethlisberger did wind up coming back um he did later later in the game um but gilbert in the case that uh andy dalton doesn't return for another two weeks could gilbert lead the cowboys to Maybe maybe a, a couple more wins. He's performed quite well. Um, I'm. I mean, Gilbert impressed me for what he's done. I don't know what happened to Ben Genucci. I wasn't paying attention oh, to what happened. They they just. I'm pretty sure they just moved him back down to third string. And I was surprised that. Um, What's his name? What? Did, who was it again? Gilbert. Uh, Garrett or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Gilbert um, did as well as he did. I mean, the Cowboys have a bye this week, this upcoming week. 
And I want to see what they do if Andy Dalton's coming back or what's happening. But, I mean, Gilbert didn't do that bad, but they got to finish on their drives. Their kicker got, like, four field goals, I think. Uh, Greg Zerline walked out with um, 21 fantasy points, and I know that's just a stat, just a number. But uh, he walked out with two field goals. Um Four, four field goals, uh, made all four of them, um, two of which were inside the 40 and two of which were inside the 50, um, 40 to 49 range, and actually only wound up kicking one extra point. His field goals really were the only reason Dallas was in that game. Yeah. So I think if they could finish on drives, which they haven't been since Dak has been out, they could be a good team. I mean, competing with Pittsburgh is pretty good since they're the only undefeated team in the league. But it would be good to see how the Cowboys do, even though I currently just I don't like them at all because I'm a Washington fan. But. Yeah. Uh, I will point out that the Steelers have really not been a blowout team. They beat the Giants by 10, uh, the Broncos by 5, the Texans by 7, the, the Eagles by 9. Um, they destroyed the Browns, but they beat the Titans by 3 points, the Ravens by 4, and, and you know, the, the Cowboys by, by 5 points. So they, they really have only won one game, two games, by more than seven points in the Giants and the Browns. So if a team like the Bengals or the Jaguars or the Ravens, which are their next three matchups, could possibly compete in in that contest, maybe we could see the Steelers take their first loss as we've seen that they are susceptible to high-scoring games. And I do want your opinion on this, but... Before, before that, I do want to point out, anybody with a set of hands for either team, the Steelers or, or whoever their opponent is, uh, is definitely a good start. I know the Steelers' defense is good, but again, I can point out that almost every team the Steelers have played have scored 20 points, except for three in which the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Browns, but the Giants and the Cowboys only scored you know, four and, and one points under 20. So 20 points is a lot. And if you've got somebody in, in fantasy who could get, you know, the, get the ball in the end zone or get a lot of yards, it's definitely worth, in my opinion, a start, even against that good defense. Um, so so what do you think about the Steelers-Cowboys and, and just the Steelers in general and Ben Roethlisberger obviously being out with Corona? Yeah, I think... Well, we'll talk about more of this when it's like the upcoming week, Thursday. But with Big Ben out with Corona, I would watch out for, I don't know who the backup is, but the wide receivers' values might go down and they might have to run the ball a little more because Big Ben, fortunately, being out Corona. So we'll have to see in the upcoming weeks what happens with that, what they plan to do. Uh, yeah, I believe they, yeah, they have, uh, Mason Rudolph, I believe, so, so not, not a, not a throwaway quarterback, but still, 
I'm not the best guy. Yeah. Um, now, I did want to talk about a couple uh, standout performances that I saw, at least in fantasy football. Um, and obviously, this is with custom scoring, but Patrick Mahomes uh, did, did well, and I'm not going to talk about that because he does that every week. But uh, Kyler Murray put upwards of um, 45 points and played quite well. He has an upcoming game against Buffalo, um, which we'll talk about on Thursday. But he played quite well um, against, against Miami, who handed them a loss. And I preached about this on Thursday. Tua is the guy for Miami. I really wanted him to win, and he did. And two in a row against, obviously, against the Cardinals, that's a, that's a good game to, to win. Yeah, that that is a good game to win. I think Tua is still growing in the offense. In, um, his defense, of course, is playing at a high level right now yes i'm not saying i'm not taking away anything from Tua. Tua has been playing good but it's also his defense is doing really good too so gotta talk about both of those but i mean Tua is succeeding his upcoming game against the chargers will be facing two rookie quarterbacks starting that would be interesting to see so i will hand you this we talked about this last week Tua was not so hot, 12 for 22, uh, 93 yards, but doesn't seem like he turns the ball over to the hands of the secondary too, too much, and I know he's only played in three games, uh, throwing two passes against the Jets, and you know, but no interceptions, only one fumble, uh, he doesn't run much, but against this Arizona team, he threw for 250 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and you know, 20 for 28 which is good, and I'll just put those up right against Kyler Murray, who threw 21 for 26, uh, 283 yards, three touchdowns, and about 106 rushing yards with a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it was like, who was more, I mean, he's a rookie, he's going to be more like careful with the ball because he doesn't want to make turnovers like that and i don't think he's gonna air it out as much but once he gets like completely used to the offense i think he'll probably, like his fantasy value will grow probably like maybe not this year but next year if you're thinking about fantasy and um i think he can win them a few more games i mean miami dolphin is not out of the playoff picture yet i mean they are not they're not they're still in it to, I mean, the Patriots have been doing bad in the Bills. I mean, the Bills are pretty good. But, I mean, I don't know what the wild card situation is, but Tua can keep doing what he's doing, and the Dolphins defense keeps doing what they're doing. Win more games, they could make the playoffs. Yes. That is definitely not out of the picture. And I do want to point this out. Um, for, for, you know, the battle, the battle of the MVPs, um, is kind of between, in my, uh, from, uh, for quarterbacks at least, 
Um, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Lamar definitely has declined this year, especially in rushing. But uh, Josh Allen, battle of the quarterbacks, and definitely two that people have been talking about, as I said, possible MVPs. Um, But Russ... Or not Russ. Uh, Josh Allen went 31 for 38, 415 yards, three touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, and no interceptions or fumbles, which is extraordinary for him. Um, especially when he he rushes. But Russell Wilson did manage to pull around a little bit, um, and and they they did lose, but he turned it around through 28 for 41, almost 400 yards. Two touchdowns, two picks, and two fumbles. He turned the ball over himself four times. And I will point this out, two fumbles on two carries. So that's that's not too good. But he definitely didn't tank the game. Um, do you have any thoughts on on this? Um, and and who if Josh Allen kind of proved anything or, or if Russell kind of proved anything either? I mean... I feel bad for Russell Wilson because if you think about it, they have a higher powered offense, but look at their defense. I mean, they're expecting Russell to put up like 30 plus points a game just to keep them in the game. And we've been seeing this like throughout some most of the weeks. They've been expecting Russell to put up high points and go in shootouts every game. But their defense is like, 44 points against the Bills. I mean, the Bills are firing on all cylinders. Offense, defense. I mean, but I mean, the defense, the Seattle defense has to step up or they're going to have these types of games where they just get blown out like that if they're facing a good defense at least. I will will hand you this. The Seahawks have put up more than 27 points in all of their games, and not all of them have been close, but they've still been forced to um, put up quite a few points, uh, especially against against the Bills and the Cardinals and the uh, Cowboys in Week 3. Now, we're kind of ticking down to the line here. We got about eight minutes left. Um, so I kind of wanted to go into a couple of my, uh, my kind of like prospects, I guess, for, for guys that have kind of come up from the bottom, uh, and, and kind of prove themselves, like like from where they they've come from the beginning of the season, um, being not so great, and and then kind of kind of proving themselves. And and yeah. Todd Todd Gurley's definitely one of them. Um, struggled a little bit to get, didn't get more than a hundred rushing yards, which which I know isn't, but um, he he got his first. 100 rushing yards of the season in week five against Carolina. Um, and, and he, I mean, he's had a lot of carries, uh, nearly 15 or more carries in almost all of his games. But I feel like he's kind of turned a little bit around. Um, 
not too much, but proving himself to be uh, not as dynamic as a rusher, but definitely not a guy that, you know, is, is in fantasy football at least, trash-worthy. Um, or, 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 you know, throw him away because that's kind of what I did, uh, early October. I just, I traded him. So there's that, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how he'll prove for the rest of the season. Um, but, but I definitely wanted to, to just take an insight in that and, and maybe he'll, he'll improve more for the rest of the season. Um, is there really anything else that you, uh, you wanted to go over? Let me see. Um, I don't think I have anything else to go over. All right. Well, we will, uh. We will see all of you guys um, in in the next the next episode on Thursday, uh, where we will be going over kind of just the preview of the week Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night football games. Um, but this is just kind of I feel like that's kind of going to be our our schedule. Thank thanks to all of you guys that have been listening to our podcast on all sorts of, of platforms. Um, yeah, we are all over the place, right? We're on Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, um, and and a couple more platforms. Uh, but we hit—I mean, <laughs> it's not a lot—but fourteen plays this week. Um, and okay. I mean, I feel like that's. That's good. We are on Anchor, Beaker, Textbox, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. Um, so thanks a lot to you guys who have been listening. And thanks to you, uh, Lucas, for kind of just helping out and, and being obviously a member and and producer of this podcast uh so thanks so much for listening and please follow us wherever you can thank you adios amigos this was eyes on the prize episode five and we will see you guys on thursday